ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It Podcast. I'm your host, GB, and today's guest is a professional wrestler, a content creator. She's appeared on BBC, which is a big fucking deal. Please give it up for the suplex queen, Nadia Sapphire. How you doing today? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Just super tired, but yeah, I, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I've got squeeze in like I do currently have Vertigo. I mentioned it to my guests yesterday, uh, but I do feel a lot better, which is the main thing. Honestly, um, that must be horrific. Uh, yeah, it's fucking shit. Did you shit. grow up with it? Did you be uh, sick, I, like, I did on Tuesday. Yeah. I blast you. Watch, I be sick on the camera now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get some views, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> might do, might do. There'll be some sickos out there who just want to watch uh, that. Oh, don't. I mean, there's a fetish for everything. I mean, 100%. There probably is a fetish for being sick on camera. You've probably got people there, like, literally, oh, they're waiting for it already, aren't they? Come on, uh, come on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Being you calling, be how you're going to be a millionaire. That could literally be the turning point. What do you call it? Podcast throwing up. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, throwing up podcast. <laughs> oh. Awesome. So we had a nice little chat before, and I know that you do have a very busy schedule. So I will say it whilst recording. Thank you again for coming on. It does mean a lot. Oh, bless you. Uh, for coming on this podcast. It should have a laugh. So I'm going to kickstart the show and I'm going to talk about wrestling first. And I want to know what actually got you into wrestling in the first place. So how old am I now? I'm 13. I'm old as fuck now. Am I allowed to swear or not? You can swear all day long. And thank you no, for no, making me no, feel no, wonderful. I just wanted to know because I know like, YouTube don't monetize stuff. Uh, as long as you don't say C-U-N-T, because I know they get no, a bit funny about that. But the F word, my mum, My mum doesn't like me saying that word. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I'm 30 now so I'm old um but basically when I was like an eight-year-old child I think it was eight years old less when was 2001 that was 19 years ago no I would maybe 11 no I think it was 2001 was 20 years ago yeah yeah um so it'd be nine because I, my birthday was in August and right so just before the alliance, so around about nine, I'd say. So just before I turned ten. So back in April, we had the two thousand and one invasion, and August I would have turned ten. So yeah, it would be nine when I was watching it. I was watching it just before the alliance and the WWF type of thing. So I was watching it just before then. So nine. So so if I went, from when I was nine years old, I started watching WWE, that's what it's called now, and I fell in love with it. I just remember watching it like on like a Saturday morning, like my dad would be flicking through. And honestly, I was just like obsessed with it. I was obsessed with the storylines. I felt like I had to watch it. Like every um on the weekends, I'd have like a little my own little TV. Mm -hmm. I'd get the Spark Lead, and it was like, you know, the TVs where you can like record um yeah. videos. Oh, plug it into my Sky TV, thing the scarf leads, so it'd be on, like, take the scarf lead out of the Sky Box and put it in my little TV and then press record so I could keep it on tape then. So i do that with, like, Smackdown because I think Raw wasn't on for free, but, like, you'd have, like, the Raw highlights, mm -hmm. but then you'd have this actual Smackdown show on, on like, a Saturday on Sky Sports 1, I think it was, or, or Sunday. No, Saturday, no, no, like, you're not wrong. <laughs> one of the days. This is bringing me um, back to my childhood as well. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I was obsessed with it. Like, for me, it was, like, the characters, everything. I'd draw, like, all the characters in my books in school. I'd have wrestling figures on me. Like, I was just obsessed. And something in me then was just, like, that's what I have to be. Like, I have to be a wrestler. Like, even when I was in high school, my teachers were like, come on now, let's be realistic. Like, you can't be a wrestler. You're mm -hmm. not going to live off wrestling like you know get a normal job like do you want to be a beautician do you want to be a hairdresser like what do you want to be and I was like no 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 no. I want to be a wrestler um so when I was 16 and we left school everyone went to college all my friends did and I was like no no, no I'm not going to college I'm moving to Swindon and I'm going to train full-time to be a wrestler there's a training school they had five sessions on a week I was like I'm going to get a little job and I'm going to live in a little shared house which is a fucking shitty shared house and 
I'm going to be a bachelor. That's that's it. Like, what was, was the reaction, by the way, when you did tell like your friends and family at, at quite a young age, by the way, like I'm going to move to Swindon and I'm going to become a professional wrestler. Well, I was training in Swindon from the age of like 15, so mm-hmm. I was commuting. So I'd um, after school, I'd commute on the train to Swindon to go and train in the evenings. Or on the weekends, I'd use all my money. I was working in a place called Magical Birthdays where we were doing like child's birthday parties and stuff. And I just used that money to get my train and pay my training fees to go train all day on a Sunday mm-hmm. or to basically like go down like one night in after school type of thing and train then I get back late at night then, but it didn't I didn't care. Um and I was actually like wrestling training in Wales from the age of fourteen anyway, going to shows from the age of fourteen, getting lifts with wrestlers and stuff from that age. So I think like my friends my friends and family knew like my dad didn't know that I wrestled. He didn't find out until like a few years back. But um my actual like you know like my mum, my siblings, my friends, they all knew like, you know, it's like everyone in Cardiff knows me as Nadia the wrestler. Like, you know, like that's just what I know now is because I've done, I was training from 14, I'm 30 now. Everyone in Cardiff knows everyone. It's like, oh yeah, Nadia, oh yeah, the wrestler. Yeah, yeah, I know who it is type of thing. Yeah. So it's just sort of normal. Like if like say I meet a guy now and he's like, what you doing like a wrestle? Obviously like they've got like a million questions, but to me it's normal, to my friends it's normal, to my family it's normal because is being from such a young age so I made my debut when I was 16 so yeah I just sort of it's just normal oh dear so you made your debut before you could actually legally drink <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah before you could drink. <laughs> oh dear no no I mean I've got to like admire that like the fact that you're still working tra- traveling at such a young age and training you know I think a lot of people wait till they're a bit older and then they think, ah, oh, it's not for me. But the fact that you knew at a young age that you wanted to do that, you had the passion and the commitment. And one thing I've got to backtrack on, by the way, I think anytime it's a first and show, I've got to acknowledge it. I've never heard anyone say the invasion storyline was what got them into wrestling. Because <laughs> yeah, if you ask like a general that fan. Got, like... that, got me in. that got me into wrestling. <laughs> the storyline was amazing. I remember having anxiety in school thinking that the WWF were going to go out of business as a virus. <laughs> And I was in like, literally having anxiety, thinking, "Oh my God, WWF's going to be gone!" Like, not laughing at anxiety, just laughing at it's real. This I, was like, I was like, "WCW," like I was like, "They can't take over." I was like, "Lita's not going to be there. The Hardy Boys are not going to be there." I was like, "Well, I'm not going to see my favorite wrestlers. What's going to happen?" Because obviously, when like you're nine or ten, well, oh yeah, it's just like it's it's so real. It was so real to me. I love that. Just like Shane McMahon can actually put his dad out of business. And his sister is so evil. Like, then what's yeah. going on? My favourite wrestlers are going to go, like, literally. Yeah. And, yeah, for me, that's just, like, I, um, throughout lockdown, I've watched the Invasion storyline all over again. I was talking about it on my YouTube channel to my subscribers. And then um, my only fans during lockdown was doing live chats, and we were talking mm-hmm. about wrestling a lot. And I was saying, yeah, so this is the match I'm on, or I'm on this now, I'm on that now. I'm up to like 2000, somewhere in 2002, probably towards the end of 2002 now. So, you know, like when you just start watching it from where, from yeah. where you initially watched it. And then, yeah. I don't think the Invasion Angle was that bad. I mean, yeah, missed all the big stars. I'm not going to sort of, you know, criticise it all day long because it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't having Goldberg and Hogan and blah, 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 blah. But like, we had RVD and Kurt Angle and Austin and Jericho and The Rock. Like, they all I loved all them. You know, like, when I watch a promo that includes Jericho, The Rock and Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. I laugh. Like, their promos are hilarious in, like, 2001 time and Austin and, like, when Austin and Angle sort of, like, before... Was it just at the start of the invasion? They ever did sort of like French. <laughs> yeah, and then like when The Rock would take the piss out of Stephanie and Chris Jericho would rip into her. It was hilarious. So when oh they take God. the piss out so of her. Some of the Stephanie is like, yeah. I her for taking that like, front of yeah, the They were hilarious. Like, like literally, I love Stephanie. Like, I like, you know, like her reactions and all that. I try to like react to how she'd react to a lot of my stuff because mm. I just think, fucking heck, like, she's a heat magnet. There is one thing that I've noticed that you've done and it just cracks me up. I mean, maybe because like UK, we find it quite funny. Like you're calling like <laughs> the audience tramps. I fucking yeah. love it. Like, yeah. what, made you, what made you do that? Like you're a tramp. And I'm just like, I love it. I do wrestling. <laughs> I've been saying it since I was 16. So it's just like, oh, you're a tramp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, 
it, it was just like, yeah, like, I was just like, oh, no, you're tramps, I'm amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're tramps, yeah. Literally, it's like my character, like, she feels like she's better than everyone, mm. she's larger than life, like, all the audience, they're just like, yeah, like, to her, like, they're little tramps, and she's just, like, you know, performing for the tramps. I love it, it's just, it's just great, it's like... I don't think Americans would sort of kind of like sort of understand it fully. They'd be like, why are you calling me a tramp? Like, that's a terrible oh, accent. Tra- yeah, yeah, they'd just be like really confused for it. But I think it's great yeah. in the UK. Um, one thing, just switching off the wrestling, because I know something that you did do, like um, beauty patients and being yeah. like a model. Was that before wrestling or was that during your wrestling time? So when I was 17 mm-hmm. um, and I was living in Swindon, so obviously I moved to Swindon when I was 16, I took part in the Miss Swindon beauty pageant mm-hmm. and I was runner up Miss Swindon. So I got second in the beauty pageant and that obviously got like lots of press. I did like lots of little bits. Like I've got like so many old snippets when I was like 17, 18, like I worked with like local papers, I worked with ones in Cardiff, done like a little bit of background modelling, I've done stuff for British Home Straws, Dream Jeans, and then when I was 18, I told my ACL lateral meniscus and medial meniscus, so I took time mm. out of wrestling, and with my time out of wrestling, I did more beauty pageants, so um, I did Miss Cardiff City 2010, and then I was also a finalist of Miss Universe Great Britain, which was in Birmingham NEC. NEC? NEC? Is that what it's called? NEC, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really like, yeah, I love that. Um, so yeah, that was like, so like I started doing them more when I had come out of wrestling for my injury mm-hmm. so I was still sort of like known as a girl who wrestles because I'd been injured for like I don't know six months to a year type of thing but yeah but I actually started them whilst I was wrestling and I guess that's how the gimmick and all that fell into place because I just sort of bowled with the gimmick yeah oh okay yeah. No, that's fun. I mean I can imagine that being quite difficult and my mum would love you by the way for modeling for BHS like I discovered like a couple months ago that's actually closed Good. down yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I closed down ages ago. Yeah, okay. we did these, um, we did these jeans. They, they meant to make you look curvy and mm. stretchy. Like, it was like, because, like, obviously, like, now, like, curvy, curvy figures are in and stuff. But back when I was 18 years old to so 12 years ago, curvy wasn't really in that much. Yeah. And British Home Builders had brought out these jeans where, basically, um, they were meant to, like, make your bum look big. And, like, it was, like, a whole thing, like, in the paper as well. Um yeah i like i'd have to find like i've got the curtains i've got like them i've got like an album on facebook with like i think it's like press and press and published or something with all my old curtains of it all and everything yeah. but yeah like and then like so you had to wear like your normal jeans and then like a british home store jeans like i didn't see the difference to be fair i think i look better in normal jeans but yeah <laughs> but no it's just fun, it's, it's fun things to do i guess i guess yeah. um you're still discovering yourself at that age um, we didn't have like Instagram or nothing then so you just like I feel like you're outsourcing a lot then like you're doing things with it's more like you get known from like papers and stuff like that as like now you get more known from social media hmm. but back then I think we just had Facebook and maybe MySpace oh MySpace I fucking missed that place I know I know I found like, MySpace but I don't know the email address to get in and I would love to get I had that problem and I, I gave up in the end yeah, I don't know it. Like, I would love to because, like, I've seen like some of my old photos. And, like, I remember I had like a music playlist on there, and mm-hmm. I really want to find that music playlist so I can listen to all that music. But oh, I miss yeah. that. Just like having your like layouts, top eight friends, like just yeah. oh, my own music for the day, and just. Oh, I mean, yeah. my music choice hasn't really aged well. Like, I used to have like lost profits. So I was like, Ooh. did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, nice one, Ian. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> first band ever saw live, by the way. Ripped up the ticket. Were they? Yeah. I think mine was Steps or something. I steps, is... I think. <laughs> if yeah, you mentioned Steps after that, because I remember I he got abused when it came out by, you know, Ian Watkins. But obviously, H, no, it was H. You'll probably know more about me, uh, about Steps than I do. But one of the members is called Ian Watkins as well, or something. Ah. And he got abused at the time. I mean, it's like, it's not the right, I'm not that one. So it's, it's, on, it's on the odd, like, Google. I don't I'm... know. I just, you just, you just like music. But no, I think <laughs> just I'm just... be like, woo, steps. Oh, darn, I'm going to have tragedy stuck in my head all day now. <laughs> I don't. It's just making it worse. Because I don't <laughs> really, I don't mind cheesy music. Like, like 
anytime like Greece is on, like even like, High School Musical, like I'll be like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Words to that, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna switch off now. Anyway, so there's one thing I I really do like about you is the fact that you're very open about mental health, um, yeah. and I feel. Though I think we are starting to hear a little bit more about it in wrestling, I still think not enough's being done, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you agree as well. I mean, I've I've spoken about mental health on this podcast before because I suffer from myself. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about me. But I, I just want to know from your point of view, you know, do you think that there is being enough done? And if there isn't, what would you, what do you think we can do to sort of encourage it a bit more that we sort of take it more seriously? So I feel like now that these days, like. I used to talk about mental health years and years ago. Like, you know, yeah. I think you've probably seen the stuff at BBC I did. And this was like mm. going back a good few years back. Yeah, about your bipolar, like, you're explaining it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like now it's become a trend. Like where everyone's like, oh, real t- mental health day and stuff like that. And I get that, like, you know, it's great to do all these awarenesses and everything. But I feel like so many people just talk about it every day. Like... I don't know, like maybe for like an intention thing, I'm not quite sure. Where like I've just sort of like I don't want to talk about it every day mm-hmm. because I'm like like I'm very big on like law of attraction now and positive thinking and just being positive. Yeah. So for me, I don't want to bring the negative back down. So like all my friends who have like mental health problems, like I support them through it. Yeah. And I talk about them. Like there's a few wrestling fans who come to me as well. And I speak to them about it. And like, you know, I've like, got like a really good understanding for them. And I can sort of talk to them about like things which I've been through over the years mm-hmm. because I've suffered since I was a little girl. Um, like literally, I, I think I was self-harming from like the age of 12. Yeah. So like, um, I've suffered from it, but it's the type of thing where, like, I don't just like to be on social media now and be like, yeah, guys, so I got bipolar, I got borderline personality disorder, I've got this as well, I got that. Like, like I just sort of like to move on from it just because I want my life to be, like, like, like I don't want that to define me. Like, oh, yeah, I don't want a person with something wrong with me mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm a lot more than that now especially my older age and I'm more for being positive and thinking yeah I have but every time like I like I was really down like um the last few weeks like I had like a massive dip and um like I had to speak my doctor and stuff like that mm-hmm. but I just sort of like keep it quiet because like I'll talk to people around me but like I might put like something on about like why do we think this way I don't know something like that but I don't overdo it I feel like I feel like as well like I feel like everyone's got something anyway like like there's no such thing as normal like we've all got like even if like like everyone's had to struggle in their life right at some point everyone will experience a low (laughs) obviously it's a lot worse for others like um during lockdown there's about four guys in the um, awful male suicide is horrific at the moment i feel like it's good to be aware and it's good to talk like, i think yeah. i tend to talk people talk to friends talk to me it's so good to talk and just be in tune with your emotions and just be in tune with how you're feeling and write down how you're feeling and sort of like feeling like, that. like sometimes like, you don't even know like that but um yeah i don't know what my point is <laughs> and i no, i completely understand from form and i actually agree i think um with, I'm trying to say it without sort of coming across as heartless. Um, I think it's good to acknowledge mental health, and but at the same time, it's all like some people just do it for the sake of it, like mental health day. It's great, great intention and a good idea, but I think it kind of loses its meaning when people just forget about it next day. But at the same time, yeah. you do have to be positive because otherwise, you know, you just kind of dip further yeah. and further. So I completely I- understand your point. Feel like people do it on Twitter for the trends, like just to get the likes. Like, oh, guys, it's World Mental Health Day. Here's a number for Samaritans. But then, like the rest of the year, they don't mm. care about anyone's mental health around them, yeah. or they don't care about. Or, or they'll be a dick to everyone else, like the next day. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm a massive believer on like how you act to someone and how you treat someone could be the tipping point of someone or the non-tipping point, for example, I could see someone in the street now, and if I'm an absolute, like, I don't know what's going on in their head, right? So Mm -hmm. if I'm an absolute bitch to them, I could be that one person that tips them over the edge and makes them do something, or 
if I'm really nice to them, I could be that one person that makes them think, you know what? The world's not such a shit place. The yeah. world's actually a great place. Like, you know, like this person's actually made me keep fighting for today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's so important to like treat people how you want to be treated. Like obviously I like, throughout the years, like, you know, when I was like in my early twenties, I was a little bitch, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm like aware now that I'm older of like how my actions or how I may speak to someone can affect someone because I don't know what's going on in their heads. So I feel like even though like we have these real mental health days and everything, and it's great because it's great awareness. It's sort of like I feel like we need to be more aware on a daily basis. Um even like when you've got like trolls and stuff on Twitter now or people trying to sabotage people or people trying to cancel people, you've got to think how that's gonna affect that person's mental health just because you've got a personal vendetta against them or just because you don't like them or just because you're jealous of for whatever reason. Like someone can look like their life is absolutely amazing, but you have no idea what's going on in their heads. Yeah. Like, my life looks absolutely amazing. And you know what? My life is amazing. I'm really happy. But then I do have my dips because yeah. of my problems, like, because of the things I've been diagnosed mm -hmm. with. So I do have my dips, even though at the same time I would say to myself, no, Nad, happiness is a choice. And I write my gratitude. I write, like, everything that I'm thankful for in the nights before I go to bed. I'm like, no, I'm thankful for this. I'm so lucky to have this. I'm so lucky to have that. Like, I'm in such a great space. Um, so, yeah, it's it's such a complex thing, isn't it? Yeah. There's no black or white when it comes to this. I just no. I just thought I wanted to maybe get your opinion on it because I know, you know, you, you are quite open about it. Um, and I, I think maybe just uh, I thought sometimes, like, it could be more done in wrestling. But I think everyone's yeah. different. Everyone is so different. And, like, Twitter itself can be so toxic. Like, <laughs> Twitter can be like fucking great sometimes the one thing that should be done in wrestling is obviously we had the speaking out movement that was great but the one thing we didn't get rid of was bullies and bullies online mm -hmm. and wrestlers being awful people backstage or behind their backs or trying to get people in but that's one thing which we didn't didn't get rid of yeah. and obviously you've got to think like these people are affecting people's mental health like i've literally i went this month from having six shows in october to one show the first show uh, literally cancelled uh, because of like all like the COVID restrictions and that and like things yeah. so beyond like, their like, control. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, basically the two shows I was meant to have this weekend, basically because COVID numbers are going down, they basically things like mm -hmm. stopped. But the other two shows, which were meant to be last weekend, they were both up north. They were both brand new promotions. The first person um, messaged like a few weeks, a, a few months before the show was meant to happen. And he was like, I'm not going to go ahead with this promotion no more. He'd given me like quite a few dates. And he was like, I've had loads of drama up north, um, not not done ticket sales, this and that. So obviously you've got to think something's happening with that person. That person's feeling shit. So that person's obviously not doing their show. Yeah. Then the fight for honour show got cancelled as well. I spoke to the promoter after. I'm not quite sure what was said. But some things were said online where mentally he just couldn't deal with it. Like, like he was... Because it can just be such an awful place. So this guy practically had like a mental breakdown online writing things back to wrestlers and stuff like that and yeah and, and i just think like we're not thinking about how he's feeling i'm not quite sure how it all started yeah. as in like why that but anyway decided to then not do that either so x amount of wrestlers lost work again so yeah i've gone from six to one in the month of october and i guess two of them were to do with people's mental health so yeah we need to be nicer just... No, absolutely, I do agree. But we're gonna we're gonna go on a positive route now, as you've said. Happy, happy, Be happy, happy, happy. happy. <laughs> um, I would like to know if you could describe yourself in three words. Okay. What three words would you pick? Okay, I'd say. Um, Beat and swap then, so. <laughs> uh, but I'd say confidence, <laughs> bubbly, and caring. Bubbly, confident, and caring. I like that. Yeah. My nickname is Scorpio. That's bubbly, how confident. my friends would describe me. So, yeah. Okay, positive words as well. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what have been some of your favourite matches of your wrestling career? That's a bit of a boring question, but you do get some good answers out of it. So, I'd like to hear. So, I've never had that match for me where, like, it's, like, stood out amazingly. But then, like, yeah. I've had, like, um, 
great experiences especially like abroad like I got to have like the first women's match in Israel and that was just like a really nice accomplishment especially um because I was half Arab even though it was like a Jewish country you've got Palestine which is like sort of like it's all like the Arab countries mm. all on the border um I really enjoyed my times when I wrestled Pollyanna um we had some great matches together I felt like that girl brought out the best in me yeah. did come back to wrestling and she won't so it is what it is um I can't even think like there's probably so many to be fair I mean yeah like getting you've been for like 16 years um, you know what, like, at 4FW, um, I used to do a lot of valleying, and I had so much fun with that. Like, I love valleying, like, I used to get, like, um, so much heat from, like, the crowd, and I've done so many fun things, like, I've had weddings, um, I've been pied in the face, I've had, like, <laughs> birthday ruins, and I've had birthday cake all over me. Um, yeah, there's been, like, so many different things. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um Israel, that's fucking awesome, by the way. Like, just, I, I, how did that opportunity come about? That's really cool that you've been over there to um, wrestle, by the way. So, a wrestling promoter from the UK contacted me mm-hmm. and was basically just like, oh, do you want to wrestle in Israel? And, like, literally, that meant I was going to take off because it was, like, was it late August I went? Or early September? I can't remember, but I was taking a few weeks out anyway because August, I always celebrate my birthday, but I usually go, like, a few weeks of celebrating holidays. Like, I literally take it like you know a few weeks and I was like oh yeah I'll do that so I was like that sounds like a great opportunity like yeah um it was like the airport like I've never experienced racism in my life until I went to Israel um so like obviously like when um so I'm half Arab and my dad's from Libya lives in Libya so I'm half Arab half Welsh mm-hmm. and um you know, like when like all of the stuff happened like with Arabs and stuff years ago like in the UK mm-hmm. then I always remember being a bit anxious thinking like oh I was too anxious to tell people that I was half Arab and stuff like that just in case they blame me you know like people were like attacking mosques and stuff I can't remember something happened years ago scumbags yeah it wasn't 9-11 it was something else happened mm. after that there was always wars right so um but then I was so proud, right? I was like, yes, I'm half Arab. I'm so proud because it's so different. And um, yeah, when I got to Israel, to the airport, um, like, you know, I'm excited. I'm a girl on my own. And when you go through passport control, I gave them my passport. Now, my surname is Ageli Mana and my first name is Nadia. That's like an Arabic name. Anyway, they were like, what's your dad's name what's your dad's dad's name just all and I'm like what they kept my passport did not let me go for passport control and said you need to go over to that room so I went over to this room I looked on my like left there was like a lady with a headscarf on my right there was two Arab men I thought like Fuck, I know I know why I'm here now I know I know the situation and I've been reading stuff beforehand um because I think there's like a few like war stuff going on like I read about like policemen beating um up, like a woman in a headscarf and like like I just read stuff beforehand so my mum was like right make sure when you go like you know you're covered up you're not this you're not that she knows how flamboyant I am yeah um so yeah so basically I went into this room for questioning and I just like the promoter's obviously waiting on the other side of me I'm like or, or like the promoter's people picking me up and I'm like yeah I'm just going in for questioning like I won't be long because obviously people are waiting for me and they're like right so why are you here and I'm like um, for wrestling and then it's like asking me all these questions what's your dad's dad's name where'd your dad live and I'm like I'm there like literally having to think I'm like right so my dad's dad's name even though I've never met him and I had to think like what his name was and just all this stuff and because like when I was waiting for this the one lady said that she'd been there for hours so I was like thinking am I going to be here for hours luckily they let me go so obviously that I think my anxiety when I actually met the boys who picked me up and I met the promoter they were amazing um the girl who I wrestled Gaya Glass she was amazing she said um her partner um is um has dark skin so basically she was like they do it to her partner every time he comes to Israel even though he comes from like America or something they said like they always do it to him and I was like really like why like why do they do this you know like yeah. I, I I don't understand like you know like, I'm just here to vessel like I'm not gonna do anything so 
I was really anxious from this whole ordeal and my own money like I was meant to stay in Israel for a few days and I just didn't feel like the wrestlers and the wrestling people made me feel so welcome but I just felt like after this like I just felt like ashamed I felt like I was ashamed of being Arab I was I felt like I was something like the way I got made to feel in the airport and it gets worse I'll tell you in a minute but the way I felt in the it airport it gets worse bloody yeah. hell um I just felt so ashamed, like being in this hotel on my own. Mm. People are like, I felt paranoid. People were looking at me thinking, is she like, like, I just felt like a terrorist. That's how I felt. People were looking at me. Like I felt like that because of how I was made to feel in the airport with the questions and stuff like that. Yeah. So I booked my flight home a day earlier out of my own money. I didn't want to stay in Israel because even though after the show, like I, I did this before the show and after the show, I had such a great time and the wrestlers were also amazing. They wanted to do stuff throughout the week. And I was like, sorry, I booked my flight home a week earlier and I probably would have had an amazing time if I stayed. But obviously just the when you're on your own and you wind yourself up and you think about things, you're just like, oh, I just want to, I want to leave type of thing. Like you just, I've never experienced that or experienced being ashamed of what my family is or who I am. So when I was leaving Israel, um, basically, so like, you know, you put your liquids in your normal bag. Uh, so you put your liquids in your big suitcase yeah. and your normal bag, you've got nothing on you, right? Mm-hmm. So I have no liquids or nothing on me. So they checked my passports and they were like, right, okay. Um, the guy was like, oh, to be fair, you're probably going to get stopped again, like at the one bit. And I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. Anyway, so at the bit where like your bag's going through, they were like, right, you need to come with us. And um, they said, right, have you met anyone? in Israel who's given you something that could hurt anyone like on the plane or something like that something along the lines have, have, no, have you been given a gift that could hurt someone I did a whole vlog on it and I I, I laughed what like like I actually laughed in their mm-hmm. face I was like given something that could hurt like I was like what anyway um so I got like I had to take my shoes off and like they just sort of like took my phones I'd like my two like, I've got my phone I've got my spare phone with no sim card in which I could just use for, like little bits like they connected the iPhones off that makes sense took my phone set my passport again uh what they do then they um did like you go through the machine they did all the patting and all that and I was thinking I just, just want to leave like I just want to get back to the UK I really want to go like so anxious but just trying to get through and thinking like it's fine like you know I've not done anything wrong I'm not a terrorist I'm gonna get through it now and it'll be fine so they give me everything back and everything's fine I think right right it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine I'm in duty free now and I'm shopping and then security comes back up to me and says we need you to come with us again took my passport and phone again just to look through and put under a little they were like putting my phone and under a little thing they were like looking through my purse as if like there could be like a miniature bomb or something like I don't know and I remember I was sitting on this plane and I was waiting for it to take off and I was thinking please take off please take off because they pulled me back again when I was shopping duty free I was expecting someone to come and take me off the plane if that makes sense like I just, I was like, please just take off, just take off. And when the plane took off, I was like, oh my God. Like, I, yeah, it was horrible. Like, like my men. Fully harassed you, like at the airport. Sorry? They fully harassed you at the airport. That's fucking horrible. Yeah, my mum, like, because I remember on the way into Israel, like when I first got in, I'd contact my mum to tell her what had happened. And my mum was so worried. She was anxious. And she said to me, she's like, Nad, like, you never go in there again and I was like oh why don't you come with me next time and it'll be fine like because I was like the hotel was great I was like he'd have fitted both of us in like the actual wrestlers and the wrestling promotion the fans were mm. all amazing the fans were so thankful to like see a women's wrestling match and have us there and they were so thankful that we traveled to Israel like they were amazing people like I can't stress that like I don't want to it to shine a bad light on them like right. they were the most nicest people ever they ordered us food at the shows when i arrived they took my bags in for me they were like do you want any drinks they were so accommodating they were the nicest people ever it was once you got out of the airport great yeah. airport fucking Both yeah it's literally like i would love to go back to israel for the show for the food to see them people again because they were amazing people yeah but just in and out of israel was just absolutely horrific like and yeah, I've never experienced that um, 
in my life and yeah just feeling so ashamed and actually feeling like you've done something wrong like just mm. by you being in this country that you're literally like a terrorist or something like that's how I felt like yeah horrible such a horrible feeling I can imagine I mean fair play to you for like going out there and, and still having sort of a positive mindset I didn't like, expect that to happen though that's yeah. the thing like, like I obviously like you know I know that obviously um Arabic and Jew like there's like a little bit of war but in this day and age I'd assume that everyone's open-minded like I'm the most open-minded person ever I don't care what color skin someone is I don't care what they believe in I'll be friends with anyone I'll find something in common with mm -hmm. every single person we are all humans we all literally like live and breathe the same we're all gonna live we're all gonna die right like that's the two things we've got in common we're born and then we we die you know yeah so literally like I'm like I think because I'm not like that towards anyone, I just couldn't imagine that happening to me. And it really opened my eyes up to that racism is still happening all over the world. And mm. um, it really opened my eyes up to that. Like I was just very blase about it. I just assumed that because like, you know. It's 2021, like, you know, we should, you know, yeah, kind of move on as humans. Like, so multicultural Cardiff is yeah. it's like everyone's friends for everyone it's like you could have like a Muslim a Jewish and a Christian and like they'd all be friends you know what I mean like yeah it was just bizarre that's so mental bizarre. didn't really in part it feels bad for asking that was it but at the same time I don't because it's, a, it's a, an experience but at the same time you did have you know something positive to say about it as well yeah, like outside yeah. of the airport you're, you're treated yeah. like royalty basically as you said yeah, it's really amazing by the wrestlers and by the, yeah, like, can't complain about that. Literally, like, literally go from being treated like shit to royalty to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Only in wrestling, right? Uh, just yeah. like, curious now, like, what, what other places, in a positive way, have you really yeah. enjoyed the sort of outside of the UK or England? I mean, if you enjoyed working in Scotland, if you've been there, yeah, has there been other places that you've been like, oh, I fucking love mm -hmm. this, I want to go back? I loved Brussels. Um, did a tattoo convention there. You know what? I feel like 2019 was like my most fun year for wrestling. Like um, the last, like from September to December of 2019, I was literally wrestling like every weekend. Um, I had about two or three shows a week and I was literally like in and out of the UK. Like within that time, I'd obviously done Israel, I'd done Brussels, I'd done Austria and I'd done Germany, like within then for a month. And it's like, I'd come back from Austria and then like, that day and I'd have like a show in London and it was just like it was just exciting it was like yeah. such a good like such a good experience and obviously with everything that's happened that's not happening <laughs> no more so like 2019 was just such like a fun fun wrestling year because to travel happened. when the world was normal basically yeah yeah it was great um I loved um Brussels I actually drove to Brussels from um so I drove I picked my friend up from Swindon on so I left Wales picked my friend up from Swindon we drove to Dover we jumped on the we put, put my car on the ferry yeah. and then went from Calais cause we we missed up we missed the one going to Dunkirk so we had to get the one to Calais and I went from Calais to Brussels then and then um, on the way back then we drove to Dunkirk and then yeah went over to Dover but yeah that was so fun like it was like three days like it was like a tattoo convention they were like all these like um you know like all like the fire girls and the motorbikes that go around in the circle yeah. like all these things on literally like uh we had breakfast in the hotel we had lunch and dinner in the place and we had so many drink vouchers given to us i was actually speaking to this about my friend benham yesterday when i went for dinner with him because he came to the convention with me and I like all the guys were just getting drunk. They had drink vouchers and everything. And I was just saying, like, I can't wrestle drunk. So obviously like, I didn't <laughs> get drunk. Like I'm just like, I can't do that. I can't yeah. like, like I can't even deal with a hangover. I'm such a pussy. It's like I just like use a mind for water or tea or coffee. Um but yeah, that was such a fun experience. Like that was like that was an amazing experience. Um the few times I've wrestled in Switzerland for Swiss Swiss wrestling. They've treated me amazing. The shows have always been packed. And Swiss the nicest yeah. people, by the way, in Europe. I've heard oh, they are so, so nice. nice. The Switzerland promoter is amazing. Stefan, his name is. And he is like, I remember the last time I went there, um, 
he had a few of us around his house like throwing like, like a nice barbecue with food a few drinks and the food was amazing and mm-hmm. uh, at the show backstage it's like a spread of just food like someone's like cooked stuff and then there's energy drinks there's bars there's like sandwiches like party foods as well and that's same with germany as well or like there'll be hot dogs they'll go get you like lots of frankfurt hot dogs i'm like right one hot dogs and like I remember the first time I ever went to Germany, like, water's my favourite drink, and I love water. And the first time I ever went to Germany, all the shops and the venue were selling fizzy water. And I was like, what? I was like, where's normal water? They were like, no, no, we always, we always like, drink this water over here. Mm. And then they actually, I think the promoter's partner went and bought, got, got me a bottle of Olvik from somewhere, bless her. And I remember, like, they, honestly, like, you know when you go to these European countries? Yeah. They are the most nicest, welcoming people ever they make you feel at home like the last time i went to germany which is like end of 2019 i got in the car for two two of the other wrestlers and the pro's partner picked this up she had a big thing of pretzels in the car ready for us she goes just eating like a lush pretzel it tastes like all bready inside and i'm like literally like the hotel which we stay at is stunning but we don't have time to use the facilities because at 6 a.m the next morning we're leaving for our flights mm. so like and we get they're like late but the hotel like has like a spa and all that but we don't because we don't like we get there like 11 12 in the night and then the next morning we leave at like six we don't get a chance to use it we get to have the breakfast <laughs> but yeah honestly like that is what i really want to do again is just be wrestling in europe consistently mm. again i don't care about the uk anymore i'm just sort of like say, it sounds like you had actually more fun outside of the uk yeah yeah 100 <laughs> i feel like the uk like it's just drama in the UK all the time. Mm. And I'm not into that. I'm into just like adventures and just seeing things and enjoying things and just enjoying wrestling. Um, I'm not like a massive indie wrestler. I don't do all these crazy moves no more. Right now we've got a massive influx of such talented women in the UK and I can't with them to be fair so you ain't gonna see me keeping up with them but they are amazing like some of the girls in UK are literally smashing it at the moment mm-hmm. um but like I much rather go somewhere like you have that experience and do like you know a sort of show with like a few moves but like a lot of character and a lot of storytelling that's still what I enjoy you know no, that's awesome. Like Germany, by the way, I fucking love it. I go out there a few times just to watch football. Oh, I love the. I just love Germany. That's a family country. I'd literally love to go there for like Christmas one year or something. Mm. Honestly, all these countries which like I knew nothing about, where I'd never go on holiday, they're all amazing. Like I remember with Switzerland one time, I like the venue was right next to a food festival, and I went to the food festival beforehand, and I was there just like one into eat all the food, thinking oh, I'm gonna be so bloated for my match. <laughs> Oh, like, I, I just love going outside of the UK as well. Like, the only place yeah. was a bit iffy was Czech Republic. Now, Czech Republic okay. is beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Dirt cheap. I had a really good time. But I did get some yeah. dirty looks out there a little bit. More yeah. from the older generation. Um, you know what? The older generation everywhere, though, were quite judgmental still. Yeah, I find that Germany a little bit. Not, not to say that like, they're, they're saying anything, but you know, like, you just know. Yeah. Well, like, I was working with um, Tonic Health for um again like six months or so mm-hmm. they're basically a brand that um it's like the drinks are like vitamin drinks so, like you've got like your vitamin c d3 zinc and all that mm-hmm. and i was working with them for ages they were sending me stuff monthly and all of a sudden i didn't receive my stuff and i didn't hear anything off them and i was like this is weird so i contacted them a few times and i emailed them they were like yeah sorry nadja we can't work with you no more um we were like um because you've got only fans I was like, I've always had only fans before I even think. And they were mm. like, oh, yeah, the thing is, some of our investors or whatever are older and they won't approve. And I was like, but the thing is, I said, I don't like, I don't do porn. I said, like, literally, like, yeah, like, I'll have, like, a few pictures in lingerie and stuff, but that's nothing you're not going to see on a Britney Spears music video or a Nicki Minaj twerking on Or even on Instagram, video. you know. Just... I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to twerk on my own fans instead because I get paid for it, you know? Like, like I wear fun mm. on my own fans. Or even, like, when you watch a film, like, a 15-plus film has, like, a sex scene or, like, a nude a nude booty or something. I'll show a nude booty. But, like, that's what I mean. Like, you're not seeing nothing that you wouldn't see in the mainstream. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like, 
okay okay so there's a stigma here and that's what i've noticed like i've spoken to like um like i know like you know there's a few wrestling promotions that have said oh we'd love to work for us but you've got only fans and i'm like okay i see what's happening but i'm like i earn way more money on only fans than what i would wrestling i was gonna ask that uk so i'm just like yeah. whatever like i i'm enjoying my life like i yeah it is what it is. I mean, with OnlyFans, like, it's just, I've seen documentaries and I read up on it. There is so much fucking money on there. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, don't worry, I'm, not, I'm not asking. I'm not asking. That's not my, my boyfriend, well, my ex-boyfriend from years ago, he always used to say to me to go on OnlyFans. He'd be mm. like, your ass on OnlyFans would be amazing. He was just like, all you've got to do is ask stuff. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he was telling me for years to do it. And I was like, no, it's not. And yeah, I finally done it when we were like split up. Um, and now, you know what? There's so many female wrestlers doing it now. I've noticed Jordan Grace is on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea Green. You ever... Sorry? Chelsea Green's on it. Yeah, Barbie Blank. Um, there's so many people on it. And I'm like, yes, the more women in wrestling that come on it, the more exception it's going to be. Because yeah. literally, why shouldn't these women make money? Like, you know, women over the years have been exploited so much by men. Why shouldn't they make money off their own backs? It's sort of like... If a girl was in like FHM or Nuts magazine back 10 years ago, yeah. people would be like, oh yeah, whatever type of thing. But when a girl decides to actually do the exact same content on her own page, people got a problem with it then. And people are like, oh, you're a slut, you're this, you're that. Mm. And it's like, really? Like, really? Like, I'm just... I, I take you get that a lot then, unfortunately. It's sort of like when like, like, say like when like you first start dating someone, like, oh yeah, do you want fans? They're like, oh my God, do you put on? Or are oh, you do Like, they just assume... Like, mm. they don't actually take time. Like, no, that's not what I do. I do what I want to do in the comfort of my own home. You know, like, yeah. And it's sort of like, um, you know, I think Jordan Grace is doing bikini workouts. Why wouldn't you do that? She's got a bloody gorgeous body. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you do that? And, like, um, it's the same with custom wrestling, like the stigma for custom wrestling. But people forget Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Nikki Storm, they all did custom wrestling. There's so many people like Selena Vega. There's so many people mm, um, in Impact who do custom wrestling. Yeah, like yeah. they all do it. But then obviously I've got a custom wrestling promotion in the UK. And the UK feels like a bit more stig- stigma to it. I feel like um, Scotland and stuff like that is a lot more open-minded. But um, actual England is just still a bit behind. You know what I mean? And I'm no, like, it's a... Like, I'm like, it's a great way it's for business. an indie wrestler to make money in between wrestling. If you want to be a wrestler full time, you've only got shows two times a week. Mm-hmm. Why not make an extra few hundred quid a week by doing custom wrestling? You're not like, basically, we get the scripts sent into us and I'll go to the wrestler before I even accept the script. I say, this is the script. Do you want to do it or not? If you don't want to do it, it's totally fine. I'll just tell the customer no. If there's something you ch- want to change, because I don't care. Like, like I'm like, you know, as long as my wrestlers are happy, that's all I'm happy with, you know, because for me, it's like having like a long term business, right? Yeah. So, you know, I have wrestlers who are like, yeah, that script's a bit weird. I won't do that. But I have other wrestlers who are like, yeah, that's amazing. Like, and the only difference is, is you're just following a script where you're doing it like in like an empty, an empty, like there's no audience watching and you're doing it in your wrestling gear. So you can say like a training setting maybe, you know, like in a training setting is where you're doing it. And it's no different to what you be doing on shows. Maybe you might have like the odd stink face or something, or like. I was going to ask. Do you still get stink face requests, by the way? <laughs> all the time, get full on stink face matches where like literally the whole fifteen minutes is just full of stink faces. But it's a wrestling move, right? <laughs> That's literally how I made all my money was on that. Um, the yeah. views that you got for that, like when you was doing it, fucking hell on YouTube. Yeah, like, I remember the one exposure show was like it's on like two point eight million views and. That actual YouTube video. And the likes are really strong for it. No, it's not like half dislikes and half likes. Like yeah, the um the actual video that got two point eight million views. The clip has been put into loads of like, um I remember like one video that got sent to me with five hundred views. The clip is in that, and it's like boxing and MMA's most funniest moments or most worst moments or you know what I mean it's in all them type of videos now and they're all getting 500k views so it just keeps coming in and coming in I'm like oh my god wow like I like I started off doing this thing face as something really fun Mm -hmm. and just sort of like watching Rikishi Rikishi had a fat ass I had a fat ass you know what I mean 
it was really fun i do it on family shows all the time yeah. because for me it was just like an innocent move i didn't see it as a sexual thing i didn't know at the time that it was fetishy or anything and then about obviously two years ago when i started my wrestling custom wrestling company and i started my only fans that's when i realized and now i'm like right i can't do the stink face on a family show anymore because i've realized that yeah actually it is it is a bit yeah yeah, so some of the comments is like, fucking yeah. But it's, but it's so enough. Like, if we can, she can do start, it, you know. It started off as very innocent, you know yeah. what I mean? It's very like just just a normal wrestling move, just like you do a suplex or something, you know what I mean? So, something's just like in the heat, just to break it all up. But yeah, so now I'm just like, right, I'll do it on over 18s. But then like the promotion in Austria want me to do it. So I'm just like, oh, I'm getting booked to do a stink face. But then Austria promotions mainly got adults anyway. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's like that's like a request. Like you have to do the stink face. If you yeah, get fucking I money for it, like why not? In your audience, isn't it really? But like yeah. on like an actual show where like it's like a family show, I wouldn't do it on that. Yeah. If it was like a show like where like like I'd love to do it on that, but I just know I'd get backlash if that makes sense because people mm -hmm. would be like, oh, but you do it as this now. Yeah. So I have to take that. I can't imagine you getting like a pushback, and obviously he said it has unfortunately like prevented promoters from booking you just because you have no fans. But I think the fact that, as you mentioned about Jordan Grace and Chelsea Green and, you know, loads of other female talents, including yourself, having only fans, it's going to make people, especially in this country, a bit more open-minded, realising it's not actually porn. It's literally a business. People want to see me in some lingerie and some photos. Cool. That means they're attracted to me and that's it. Yeah. And we, like, you know, we walk around in bikinis on, in, like, you know, like in the swimming pool or in the in the beach and stuff. Or, or any different is it that? Yeah, I might I might twerk or throw water on myself, make it a bit more sexy. Mm -hmm. But you know, I do do a bit more fetishy stuff. And if people do want to see more, they can pay a few hundred quid. But it's not what I put on my main page. You know, my main page is very flirty, this and that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. See more, then they'd have to sign some consent, like like um some forms, like copyright forms and shit like that. Yeah, then it goes. Yeah. The sky's the limit. <laughs> Fair enough. But I mean, I, I respect it, like, from a business point of view. I think it's mad. Like, you've got your own custom wrestling company because I can imagine, like, there's going to be a lot of requests. Stuff that I, I, my small brain can't even imagine. Submission wrestling. <laughs> People love submission wrestling. They love, like, and I'm a really good tech wrestler, so submission wrestling, they love it. People love pedigrees. People love power bombs. People love pile drivers. Um, yeah, people just, some people just literally love actual indie wrestling or just want to be the booker like we've had some matches where like there's four of us like i was speaking to it and um, speaking about dominita to it the other day like we were backstage talking about it mm -hmm. with um one of the other girls and we were saying that we had this one fatal four-way match and it was just all of our moves in there and because we had to remember everything it took us ages to record it we had to cut about four times in order to relook at the script and that was just move 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 yeah. move you know what i mean like indie style like some people actually they they genuinely just want to see their favorite wrestlers do wrestling like the match they want it. It's like their chance to play Booker. Mm. I think people really as well. There is a lot to it. Like you know, it's quite. It's not easy to do oh all God, the things I... that you do, and people do think, you know, oh, <laughs> just just wrestling your under end. That's it. Well, no, it's not that easy. You know. Well, yeah, like we wrestle in our wrestling gear. Or we wrestle in like say shorts and like a top or something like that. So we mm -hmm. are covered. We, me and my friend Kat, we've done two bra and panty matches, which are sort of like the WWE style ones where at the end someone gets stripped into their bra and panties. But other than that, it's wrestling gear mm -hmm. type of thing or like crop top and shorts or something. Um, I don't think I could wrestle in a bikini. I think we'd be hanging out. I'd, I'd hate to watch a video and yeah. So, but yeah. <laughs> Nah, fair play, fair play. Like, I just, I, I, hopefully, you know, the Sapphires that listen to this and my listeners, probably like four of them because I'm not really that popular. But, you know, I think hopefully they can understand that it's literally business and hopefully the promoters can be more open-minded. But, you know, some people are still in the caveman days. Like, <gasps> it, it is what it is. I respect, I respect everyone's decision. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. everyone's got to look after their business yeah. and I get that they have to look after their business too. So I'm looking after my business. They've got to look after their business, you know? So, and they've got to think about that. They might not be doing it because 
they see anything wrong but they're thinking of the overall picture maybe i'm not i'm not sure you know like everyone mm. everyone's gonna look after their own business right because yeah. we all got a survive damn right like damn i don't right. take i don't take it personal nah that, that's that's fair as long as you're not making it personal then you know each to the right yeah, that, that's that's it's business I, absolutely yeah. which we're all in we're all in it as i'm currently supposed to be working at the moment but <laughs> <laughs> it's fine i'm still not on ready but it's cool i just say uh of a customer but anyway uh, as we <laughs> this is still recording uh i, I am only joking if someone from work listens to this but I'm as the, we, you're like nah they got sacked if you got a job <laughs> do you need a ref for the cost of wrestling i know i know do you need a ref in a mask <laughs> Sorry, right. Um, so we are coming to an end of the interview. It's been a blast, to be fair. Um, I don't think we actually talked about that much about pro wrestling, but I said that to you. I, I like yeah. to just try and make a difference. But I would be like, "What did you think of Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles?" You know, it's. it's I like. I'm watch. I did watch it. <laughs> I like to have a laugh. Make this just people be themselves. You know, don't have just to... chatting. Yeah, having the conversation. You know, uh, I'm gonna throw some random questions at you. So. Okay. Favourite female wrestler of all time? Trish Stratus. Favourite male wrestler of all time? Favourite male? Yeah. Kurt Angle. If you could pick one celebrity to be your tag team partner, who would you pick and why? Uh, You've got to get the win, remember. It can be past or present, but one celebrity. Good answer. Good answer. I love J-Lo and literally when I'm drunk, I put on a fur jacket and sing Jenny from the block thinking that I'm J-Lo and I love my hoops as you can see so yeah we do a nice little entrance together she'll be there looking all sexy I'll be there just like looking all stupid like Jenny from the block yeah uh, I love her. And, uh, what's it called? Hot now? What's that film called? Hustle. Hustle. Oh my god! Fucking Literally, brilliant! Like, it made me want to be a stripper. That film. Never <laughs> be a stripper. Like the way, like she's literally like, her ass is bouncing in one of the. It's at the start. Mm. Like, How did she do that? How she looks so amazing at forty? Like, oh, she's fifty. She's in her early 50s. Oh my god! She's like, she is one of my first childhood crushes. Like she's beautiful. Oh, she's still, still a crush. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous. Like I, I have to admit that. Um, favorite Jayla song? I think you just answered that, haven't you? Yeah, Jenny from the block. Oh wait, actually. Oh. Oh god, I. Yeah, that's Shay Jenny from the block. Nice. Um, that's like a new out song. Yeah, <laughs> might use it for the promo video later. Um, it'll make sense when I record later. <laughs> so <laughs> that that is sound right. I basically for every interview I do I'll get the guests to do a promo so hi I'm going to be appearing oh fuck's sake this is so random right so favourite concert you've ever been to definitely not Steps um (laughs) concert you know what I I never really enjoy any of them to be fair really no I'm not really a concert person I get tired by the end of it I get bored like if it's like two or three hours I'm not blown away yeah, I've never seen Beyonce live or JLo live. They probably blow me away with their dancing. But yeah, no, I yeah, I don't have a favourite. Nah, that's fair. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yeah. Ooh, you're going to cravings. Oh, I thought he was all right, but no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you now. <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. Uh, last question. Who in wrestling right now, if you are keeping up to date with it, would you like to wrestle against... That is currently active. I literally love Charlotte Flair. She's my favourite. But wrestle again, like my favourite now, women, but wrestle again should probably be someone like Sasha Banks. Good choice. I know it's a cool thing to hate on Charlotte, but I think Charlotte is fucking awesome. I know. I don't hate on Charlotte. Oh my God. Like literally, I love every Charlotte match. Charlotte is the queen. Brilliant. Like, don't get wrong. Sometimes I get a bit bored of the feuds, but when it comes to actual matches, She's fucking yeah. brilliant. Insane. Yeah, amazing. People yeah, do not realise how good she is. Best of all time. And the fact that she picked up with, and she was on TV like a year later. She's so good. Um, but no, that's that's brilliant. Uh, I want to thank you, Nadia, for coming on. I think we've had an absolute no laugh. It's been brilliant. Um, I know you're very busy, as I said at the beginning. So thank you for your time. Where can the fans... I think this might be a, like the Jericho list because you're <laughs> you've got, you've got loads of things going on at the moment. But where can the fans find your social media and what have you got planned next? So Twitter is Nadia underscore Sapphire. 
Instagram is Nadia Sapphire. I've got a merchandise store, which is www.nadiasapphire.bigcartel.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also got a custom wrestling store, which is www.powergirlspro.bigcartel.com. <laughs> yeah, but I'll pitch it again. Um, OnlyFans is onlyfans.com forward slash Nadia underscore Sapphire. Um, you know what? I got a link tree. I got a link tree. Just linktree.com forward slash Nadia Sapphire, and then you'll have all my links on there. It's like a million of them. <laughs> you know what I'll do. I'll put the link tree in the description. I have yeah. seen um, the shop with the merch. You can actually get video shout outs as well from yourself. Yeah. You can get a yeah. mug. You can get a t shirt. Uh, you get photos. I'm doing the yeah. promoting for it. <laughs> I you can get all of this. promotion now. <laughs> Really, I want a job. I can be the PA, by the way, because I know you're busy. You could be. Yeah, you could be that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, I really want to go to bed now. Like, I'm so tired, but I need to eat. I haven't eaten yet. No, um, that's, I that's... Go... I'll walk the dogs, too. Cool. Hopefully, it's not on pizza. I want to thank you for coming on today. It's been a really fun episode. For everyone that has listened to this episode, there's going to be more of what do you call it podcast coming out soon. But for now, everyone, have a great weekend. And... I'm still Jenny from the block. And that's going to be stuck in my head along with tragedy steps. Take care, everyone. Peace. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com.